Good morning, it's great to be with you this morning. I don't know about you, but our household seems to run out of milk all the time. The other day when Thomas was popping out of the house, he asked what we needed in the shops, and I said, could you please buy some more milk? <laughs> And like a man, he went into the shop, didn't pick up a basket, but instead carried everything that he needed. I don't know why people do that. And then got to the till and um, came home with all of this stuff, um, showed me, presented all these offers and fantastic deals that he'd got and things that I would maybe want or not want. And when I asked him, great, and where's the milk? He threw his hands and said, oh no, I forgot the milk. I can't believe it. That was the thing I went in for. And we laughed about it um, as well. But isn't that true? Things can distract us so easily from the main thing. And this morning, as I bring this word, I wanna keep the main thing, the main thing. I'm looking at a letter in Philippians chapter four, and it is Paul's reminder letter to us to keep the main thing, the main thing, to not to become distracted. The question that I asked Thomas was not, did the shop run out of milk? Because the shops don't run out of milk, do they? But my question was, why did you forget the milk? And he was so distracted by other things that he forgot. Similarly, as believers in Jesus Christ, we can have peace. We can receive his peace this morning. It hasn't run out. In a time where fear and anxiety is on the rise, on the increase, with so many pressures around us, working from home, loneliness, isolation, juggling homeschooling, and other things in the mix too, we anxiety is on the rise but I want to remind us and Paul in this letter reminds us that we have peace readily available in abundance that is ours if we choose to pick it up from the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit we can receive that afresh this morning so let's read God's word in Philippians chapter 4, starting off from verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Okay, this is a letter from Paul to the church, the first century church in Philippi. It's also a reminder for us and the church today to lean in, to choose to look to Jesus and lean in to all that he has for us. I want to look at this scripture under three headings this morning. The first being joy. 
Choosing joy is clear. In verse 4, Paul says to the church, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. It's so important that he actually says it twice. And even though life isn't what it should be just now, I think I can say that on behalf of all of us. (laughs) Um, We can choose joy. Sometimes it's feeling like a full-blown attack with stresses and pressures and frustrations. But we can choose to identify and adopt an attitude of gratitude. With everything around us desperate to distract us away, um, and distract us from the main, keeping the main thing the main thing. We can choose to magnify his provision this morning, to magnify his promises and his protection and his joy that is for us. Joy is to be a distinctive mark of his believers as Jesus followers. If we were to line up a group of 10 people from the street and have a monitor that would detect um, the distinctives and the values of these people, joy as believers should be up there, should be off the scale. We should be carrying ridiculous amounts of joy and be known as joyful people. And joy, it's not um, the absence of fear. It's not a disregard for um, the things around us. It's not fleeting like happiness. Happiness and joy are different. Happiness can come and go, but joy remains. Joy should ooze out of us. Happiness, if you receive flowers, perhaps you've received flowers today, a lot of people will be giving and receiving flowers. Um, They're lovely and they bring so much happiness, don't they, in the moment. But in two or three weeks' time, they will fade and they will die and they will need to be thrown away and disregarded. But joy is a bit like a rose bush. If you were to choose a rose bush and plant it in your garden, it would remain and it would remain and be healthy. And it would it would be rooted and established. It would become rooted and established. This is what joy should be like in us, rooted and established. Even when happiness comes and goes, that joy remains. And secondly, we are to remember the Lord is near and that we don't need to fear. We look at that in verse 5 and verse 6. The Lord is near. When I was a child, I had a very vivid imagination and I was quite a scaredy cat. Um, My bedroom faced onto the street and was like near the driveway and was the first room I used to think if someone was to come, if a stranger was to come to the house and to stand at the window, I would be the, the bedroom of choice. That was my that was my fear, that a man would be standing at my window. And I used to go around the house from room to room and say, there's a man at my window, I think, can I please come into your bed? I'm really, really scared. And some people would say, go back to your bed, stop being ridiculous. And usually one of my brothers in particular would take pity on me, let me into his bed. And he would say, don't be afraid, I'm here, go back to sleep. And I would sleep so well because I knew that he was near. 
and he also used to sing this sweet song called Shalom Malake, which means peace be with you, if you know that one. It was so sweet as I remembered that um, as a child. And in the morning I would say, I slept so well because you were with me, you were near. Perhaps you're feeling like that this morning, lonely and isolated and your mind is running wild. You're, you have a vivid imagination and your mind is spiraling. I want to remind you this morning that God is near and that you do not need to be afraid. As believers in Jesus, he is saying that to us this morning. He is so close. He is closer than we know. And we need to lean in to him. Many people in our day, they turn to tarot cards, Ouija boards and witchcraft. People are desperate for a supernatural experience, desperate to see into the future. And perhaps that's you this morning. Perhaps that's something that you've experienced and explored. I want to say this morning, the Lord is near, the Lord God is supernatural. We have a supernatural God who is desperate to reveal himself here and now. And he is the only one who holds all things together. He is the God of the universe. He is the one who flung stars into space. He is the one who raised a dead girl to life. He is the one who made the blind see. He is the one who parted waters and set back the enemy lines to bring his people into the promised land. He is the one who on the third day was raised to life again. He is the one with one word, he can stop the wind and waves have to obey him. This is the God that we follow. This is the God that we adore. And God is near. And he loves you. He loves you this morning. And perhaps if you've never experienced that before, I'm going to give an opportunity later towards the end for you to accept Jesus into your life. And you can live with this peace which surpasses all understanding and a joy like no other, which oozes out of us. And as believers, perhaps you know and love Jesus already. This is a reminder to us as his church. Thirdly, we can trade anxiety for peace. Going back to the story of Thomas laden with all this shopping, he was carrying so much, he probably didn't have enough room to carry the milk anyway. This is a picture perhaps of some of us this morning, carrying so much fear and anxiety. The scripture from Paul reminds us to lay it down and to pick up peace to lay down our fears and anxieties, the things that are weighing us down, the troubles and the anxieties and the fears which are out with our control, many of them at the moment, and pick up the peace which we have in abundance. And I know if I had probably written down a little note of what we needed from the shop, Thomas wouldn't have forgotten the milk. It would have reminded him and this is a reminder from Paul to us 
to keep the main thing the main thing. So we can trade and lay down all our fears for his peace, for this peace. How do we do that? Well, it says through prayer, petition and thanksgiving, we can receive this peace. It's like a wee equation there. We're doing equations at home. Many of you have been doing them with homeschooling as well. So this is a wee equation for us, isn't it? Prayer plus petition plus thanksgiving equals peace. I like that kind of equation. <laughs> That's my kind of maths. And as I looked at this, I was reminded of an old song. You might know it as well. The words were, we used to sing it at church. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Isn't that a good song to remember this morning? And we can receive God's peace because God is the God of peace. He is shalom with us beyond our understanding. And God's peace is not soft, but it is a weapon. It is a weapon to protect us from the enemy who seeks to rob, steal and destroy a peace which surpasses all understanding. Even in the midst of turbulent times and uncertainty, we can hold fast to his peace. With our prayers and our crying out to Jesus, he hears us as we turn our attention to him, as we choose to be thankful in every season, we are positioned to receive his peace. Why don't we pray this morning as I come to close.